Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to the UBS Market Moves podcast channel as we are kicking off our series of podcasts with UBS Asset Management for 2024. We are back with the Macro Monthly podcast where we do hear from top investment professionals from UBS Asset Management's multi-asset team. Joining us for the conversation today, glad to welcome back Evan Brown, Portfolio Manager and Head of Multi-Asset Strategy, as well as Tom Dignan, Head of America's Investment Solutions Specialists. Tom, I'll pass it over to you to lead today's conversation. Thanks, Dan. And uh, to you and all the listeners, a happy new year. It is the beginning of the year. And if we go back a year, remember at the, end, at the beginning of 2023, Evan, your message was resilience, and the economy was incredibly resilient. I know right now you're firmly in the soft landing camp as we look at 2024. Um, how has the recent data impacted that view? Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right, Tom. And uh, thanks and Happy New Year to, to everyone. Uh, we are uh, very much in the soft landing camp and the data continue to be consistent with that view, I think, particularly on the inflation side and the degree to which inflation has come down um, has surprised even our, our optimistic expectations. So I, two numbers I would I would give people to just take away to, to have an idea of, of where we are. The first is uh, is core PCE inflation. That's the that's the uh, the Fed's preferred measure of of inflation. Six month annualized core PCE inflation is at 1.9 percent, uh, so coming in below the Fed's target, um, which is which is quite remarkable considering where we where we came from. And then the second number is a now cast. Um, you know, a, a, a tracking of Q4 GDP by the Atlanta Fed. And that's showing GDP growth uh, for the fourth quarter estimated at 2%, which is really right at uh, the trend, long-term trend of, of the U.S. economy. And so it's a, it's a really good environment where you've got growth that's not too hot, not too cold, inflation that's coming down very sharply. Now, I wouldn't extrapolate exactly what we're seeing in the fourth quarter. It can be that that growth comes in a little bit softer, inflation comes in, you know, a little bit a little bit hotter than than what we've seen over the last several months. But overall, the trends are very much in this direction of resilient growth, ongoing resilient growth, and inflation coming down. And remember, the core of our uh, soft landing view and our positive economic view is that real incomes um, are positive. And uh, even as the labor market cools somewhat, inflation is cooling faster. And that's giving the consumer money to spend and consumption is driving the economy forward. So uh, overall, in a, in, a, in a very good place right now and, and one that, that in general we expect to continue. So it sounds like some great news to start the year. What what does that mean for the Fed as they go forward? So the, the, the Fed, we think, will be cutting rates this year um, for, for good re- reasons as opposed to bad reasons. And good reasons being they're cutting because inflation is coming down. Bad reason being that they're, they're cutting because of uh, sharply weaker, weaker growth, which um, we just don't, we don't see. We, we do think that lower inflation will allow them to, to start Adjusting rates lower in the in the spring, uh, you know, there's this 
this argument because we we obviously have seen a some big moves in financial markets as a result of this positive data and people starting to expect uh, rate cuts. Broad financial conditions um, have eased quite a bit. So on there, we're talking about stocks going up, credit spreads narrowing, lower rates, lower mortgage rates, a lower dollar. Um, and so there's an argument right now: the Fed, the Fed can't um, can't cut uh, because financial markets have eased too much, and 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 that's that'll make them hesitant. But uh, or financial conditions have eased too much. But the point we want to make is that the the inflation decline has been so sharp that that easing in financial conditions has been has been earned. The economy has has earned it, um, and so. You know, I think that's that's an important thing here, and we don't see a need for the Fed to be pushing super aggressively against the market's expectations for for easing this year. So, if if you have an easing Fed amid solid growth, what does that what does that mean for the economy? It, it, it's it's a positive. You know, I I, I think um, there's we have to remember like the the, the Milton Friedman used to say the long and variable lags of monetary policy, right? That long, monetary policy works with long and variable lags, but starts tightening, but it takes a long time for that to really um, hit the economy. And, and clearly the Fed tightened a lot over the 18 months starting in, in uh, early 2022. And those effects are still carrying through into the, into the economy, right? There has been some, some tightening of, of lending standards, um, we have seen a pickup in delinquencies. Um, we're getting closer to these maturity walls or, or corporates that issued debt at very low rates. Those are going to start coming due over the over the next several quarters. But what this is doing, this this decline in rates that's happening because of expectations for rate cuts, um, is that's that's cushioning all of that. Uh, all of that background tightening happening in the in the background, and so mortgage rates are now coming down, and that's supporting housing. Consumer confidence is starting to pick up, and and that should uh, lead to more demand for for durable goods and and such. And and those maturity walls that people are worried about, well, um, businesses may be able to uh, reissue at rates that are a hundred basis points or or, or more. Um, lower than than what they would uh, have done a few a few months ago. So there's kind of this this foam on the runway um, that even as the economy is is you know even if it if it cools off a little bit, uh, we're really unlikely to see any kind of like sharp tightening in financial conditions um, and uh, something something breaking. In the economy and financial markets, because interest rates are are starting to come down. So, really good news in the U.S. And I like you even got a Milton Friedman reference in there, which impressed me. Um, what about outside U.S.? Are things getting better there? Uh, yes, tentatively. So, we have seen uh, demand for for tech goods, which is you know a key key leading indicator for the global economy and good spending in general. Uh, that's been been picking up quite healthily, and you've seen leading indicators like Korean exports; those are are really growing uh, quite quite quickly. That's a positive sign. Uh, in Europe, 
we've seen a stabilization of the PMIs. Uh, we look a lot at Sweden, uh, even a very small economy, but Sweden's PMIs, um, their new orders to inventory is a really, really good, very early leading indicator of what's happening in Europe. And that's really starting to, to pick up. Um, so that's, that's encouraging as well. Um, so, you know, in this environment where you have real incomes in good shape and they're in good shape, not just in the U.S., but in Europe, too, and in many other economies that are seeing inflation come down, uh, the, the way the manufacturing cycle works is if, if goods demand is, has been uh, meager for a while, well, if there's no recession and people have real incomes, eventually they um, they switch their spending back into to goods again, and that's something that we expect to happen over the the next few quarters and, and to sort of some some broadening out of global growth that's that's not just U.S. driven. All right, well, then thanks. Real strong outlook to begin the year, so it's very positive. So thank you for a fantastic update, a great start to the new year, and uh, I want to wish everyone once again a, a happy new year and. Looks like we have some a lot of really positive things to look forward to in 2024. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreement and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary or ask your UBS Financial Advisor for a copy. 